What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 125 of the 6-1 IndieCast. My name is Mike Townger. Tonight, I'm joined by the one and only Kyle Stevenson. Bad timing with the Snapple. You and know, it works. Matthew Wright. It's been a long time since I've seen a Snapple. Oh, really? It's not even just a yeah. Snapple. It's Snapple Elements Fire. I don't fire. know if you remember that from back in the day. <laughs> no. Yeah, they. It, this is dragon fruit flavored. It's delicious. Um, they changed it up like it's not nearly as much sugar as it used to be. But this is my go to when I was younger, and I'm so happy they're back. I know what I'm gonna ask for the post show. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were about to say I know what I'm gonna ask for Christmas this year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, that's where I thought you were going with that. Uh, gentlemen, I usually like to start these shows with a little bit of like messing around get the goofy mood going all that kind of stuff uh, i would like to touch on something a little more serious if y'all will indulge me for a moment go for it um mm-hmm. we are recording this on thursday january 19th uh today we saw a bunch of layoffs on uh the game spot front and giant bomb front and earlier this week uh xbox got hit with a bunch of layoffs um you know i just want to acknowledge it for a moment um mm-hmm. i i would like to read a tweet from a friend of ours jessica howard uh who is still currently working at GameSpot. um she tweeted out earlier the games industry is more lucrative than ever gaming is one gaming is one of the only forms of entertainment not impacted by the pandemics is one of the fastest growing industries then why does everyone even so much as touching it get fucked over so mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. um yeah, it's really fucking rough how media, well, I mean, every way, but like, especially the media, there's so much turnover in games media. Um, you know, on the 6 one indie side, we've said this, we're very open with why we do this and how we operate and stuff. Like, we don't make money off this. Like, we make just enough on Patreon at the moment just to cover like operational costs, mm-hmm. like hosting the podcast and, you know, the website and stuff like that. And maybe sometimes put a dent in like travel costs and whatnot for events. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do this because we love it. You know, hopefully one day it could be like a more beneficial thing. But um, it's just such a shame that I don't know that like for something that countless of people rely on um, how much turnover there is and how much people get fucked over for some incredible work. Because like, yo, like between GameSpot and Game uh, and Giant Bomb, like talk about two companies that i've looked up to for so many years and inspired me to do what that, that we all do on a weekly or something you know daily basis uh not to mention things like i mean like straight up like our game of the year conversation especially this year was lifted from giant bomb like they were the inspiration behind mm-hmm. it and um yeah i don't know i i'm kind of getting into my like rambling ranty kind of thing but i just want to acknowledge that like it fucking sucks and you know um just if anybody out there that was affected by this is listening, you know, we're with you. Um, if you want to come on the show anytime, you're welcome. Open invitation. Um, yeah, hopefully y'all get back on your feet soon. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Well said, Mike. Uh, there's not much more I can add other than, you know, obviously layoffs happen everywhere, but it happens way too often in the games industry media wise. And every other outlet the form of entertainment has a media that from the outside looking in seems more respected than what the games media is doing. 
uh, on a constant basis. Uh, and I can't imagine, you know, not having a games media uh, in, yeah. in in just the industry the way it is now and having outlets just previewing and reviewing, obviously, doing features, podcasting. I mean, like, it's such a huge thing and they don't get the respect they deserve. Yeah, not to mention how like sure like we we enjoy the grind like i i'll fully admit that like i love like i love the way we handle paxes i love that way we handle e3s like all that stuff but like it is such hard work like take pax east for example once sunday hits i i mean not even that like once like (laughs) mid friday slash saturday hits (laughs) yeah yeah, really once sunday hits like when we attempt to do a sunday for pax east we are fried it is like useless to do a sunday at a a con because we are mentally fried emotionally fried physically fried it is a lot of work um especially because like being people in the indie space pax is all about indies like i wrote uh, one of my last pieces on the editorial side of 6-1 i i wrote that like pax doesn't need triple a's like the pax pax was like yeah. killer last year because of indies and mm-hmm. you want to make sure you give enough time and attention and respect to all the developers and just thinking about like how much we co- like how much we covered but how little we were able to cover and like imagine just games media folks getting wiped out and not being able to help carry the load and help share their thoughts and share uh the vision of all the like incredible developers and publishers creating work every single day not to mention like warming it into the crunching aspect of things but like pouring everything into their projects and not being able to like get it properly shouted out um and like yeah we're in a special spot where like we we're yeah we're still finding the balance of being able to do it for like do it as a passion project like you know like obviously you you guys probably noticed like the editorial side slowed down a little bit just like to you know so we didn't like burn ourselves out and whatever but um yeah i don't know where i was going with that but (laughs) well no it's just like Uh, we were we were so bullish and excited to be putting a whole lot of time during this when we were stuck at home yeah. And now that things have gotten to normal, what we want it to be and what it was, quote unquote, uh, of having like a steady stream of stuff is the ideal situation. But again, yeah, okay. that's where I was going. We are ideal situation for everybody. Yes. Everybody should be compensated properly. Absolutely. Of how much goddamn work it is. Exactly. We all need to split. Like none of us are competing with one another. Nope. Like, we all need to carry the workload. We all need yeah. to. We do this because we love video games, yeah. And we all need to be able to properly express and probably proper properly be compensated and cared for the way that we should. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I don't have a segue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so tonight we are going to talk about Toj Productions' uh, 14th anniversary. We're going to give us some thoughts on the Steam World telecast. Is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. Probably the Steam, yeah. the Steam World presentation that's happening on Monday, or that happened already by the time you're listening to this, uh, and a bunch of games that we have been playing this week. But first, let me remind you that you are listening to the Six One IndieCast, a weekly video game podcast highlighting the indie gaming scene and smaller games outside of the AAA space. You can tune in live every Thursday night on YouTube.com/slash Six One Indie at 8 p.m. Eastern, or catch the episodes as they drop on all major podcast feeds first thing Monday morning, and of course the VOD on YouTube. If you're hungry for a little more, you can support us over on patreon.com slash 61indie and snag some extra goodies such as Clocked Out, our bonus post show. But if money is too tight, no worries. You can still show your support in so many ways. You can leave a review on those podcast services. 
follow 61 Indie on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, and tell your friends all about us. Uh, huge shout out to the PD fans over on patreon.com slash 61 Indie, Alec Bobko, Kobe Cortis, Jessica Sanchez, Nicole Humphrey, and Cole, aka The Good Sir. Bit of housekeeping before we get into the thick of it. Um, my, my first bullet point here, Mike is sick. If you hear me sniffling, if my voice sounds weird, if you hear me coughing, sorry. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> I'm running on fumes tonight, baby. Uh, and of course, the usual uh, spiel for the next few weeks. Guess what? The mini indie showcase. It's happening March 22nd. It's going to be fucking crazy every day. It gets crazier and crazier. I can't believe it. <laughs> I, I I sort of mentioned this in the Discord like publicly. I didn't mean to make it public, but like, y'all, we're at no. Okay, first off, it's not going to be this many games on the showcase. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Yo, we're like over three hundred submissions at the moment. It's wild. Um, and y'all, there there are some bangers. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm really excited to. Uh, I'm I'm very excited for me you me you Kyle and Kelsey and Harry to be down in Brooklyn uh, in a couple weeks to film this thing. Um, or a few weeks, I'll say. Not a couple weeks. A month. We're, we're a month away. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah. pressure. Um, yeah, it's going to be a wild freaking time. Uh, and then, yeah, right after the showcase, PAX East, we're going to be there. Very excited. Very excited to do the PAX grind once again. Um, also, selfishly, I'm, I'm going to be there for Vicarious also. So, hey, if you're a games <laughs> journal or a dev, let's chat. <laughs> let's let's grab a, a bang energy drink and just chill out. You know what I'm saying? The bang mm. boys are back. I thought you were I on the yeah, I thought you were on the Celsius train now. I am, but you know how PAX is this. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. Yeah, Speaking uh, of Celsius, I saw a, a thing, I think on TikTok, that I guess Flowrider was suing Celsius because they didn't properly really? compensate him for something. And he won like an $87 million settlement Jesus. or something like that. Huh. Yeah. Maybe I should start. I'll start that train. I'll just start adding them on Twitter. There you go. <laughs> one day I'll be like, you didn't properly compensate me. <laughs> Like, this is gonna be for video exclusively. Oh my god, are these all empties? <laughs> <laughs> What's the go to flavor? Well, so funny orange. story, it so, looks like orange. Okay, yeah. <laughs> remember how I said, like, we I want to start the show seriously, and like, here yes. we go, we're just in the housekeeping now. We're going to the yeah. shit. Um, I instacarted one four pack of orange Celsius, yeah. The Instacart driver, uh, shopper person, <laughs> interpreted that as four four packs. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I am your boy is stocked. Sweet at the moment. Very nice. Uh, so yes, orange is the answer. I don't question. mind those. Those are the ones I don't mind. They're good. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite so far is the watermelon. Mm. The watermelon's really good. Um, also, a bit of housekeeping. Uh, breaking news. Uh, since Mike is sick, he forgot to hit record on on Zencaster. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. hey, if you noticed if you noticed a quality change, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, uh <laughs> the ball just keeps rolling with Zencaster, man. At least it's not their fault this time. No, it was my fault. Mike pulled the me. <laughs> yeah, it was my fault. Yeah. Um so gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> on monday uh probably by the time everybody's listening to this uh there is a steam world telegraph they tweeted out yesterday uh folks you're hereby invited to the steam world telegraph special broadcast I, i'm I, I feel like talking like doing a, put a little mm -hmm. twang on it you know yeah 
Come see what's coming up next for Steam World. Market calendars January 23rd at 6.30 p.m. CET, 9.30 a.m. PST. So that's 12.30 p.m. for us Eastern time zone. Yes. Yeah. Am I right? That's Monday, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So they posted a little fun graphic that says... Howdy, fans of SteamWorld. You are hereby and very cordially invited to the SteamWorld Telegraph special broadcast, uh, 6.30 p.m. CET, 9.30 a.m. Pacific, on the 23rd of January. SteamWorld captain and know-it-all. I'm going to butcher your name. I'm so sorry. You guys are very Swedish. Brjan Sigurdsson will be unveiling what's next for the series. Keep an eye out for a link here on at SteamWorld Games. Feel free to extend this invitation to your chums, chumps, and children, you all are welcome. Listeners, you are my chums. <laughs> Gentlemen, you are my chumps. Uh, if, if there are any children out there, you're welcome. There's your invite. Um, Kelsey in chat, that was a joke. Uh, so, Matt, first off, are you a SteamWorld person? I know I'm Kyle not. is. No, nope. you're not. Okay. I, 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 I've seen all the games, but I haven't played a single one. Oh, okay. A single one. SteamWorld Dig is special. Yeah, there's heist, and then there's um. Oh my Hand god, Gilgamesh. Yep. I don't know how the fuck I just pulled I think that out. Of my that's ass. that's the card <laughs> one, right? The RPG. Yeah, yeah, it's like the the deck building RPG. Yeah. Um, not my genre, so I never messed with that one. Um, mm-hmm. but man, the uh, <laughs> Kelsey uh, in chat just caught up. Uh, <laughs> Digs yeah, are uh, fantastic. Dig is really mm-hmm. special. Dig is um. Kind of what I kept telling you saying about Islets last year, how uh, it's a, like one of the most refreshing Metroidvanias I've ever played. SteamWorld mm-hmm. Dig is in that same category. It is, it, there's such like a, it delivers such a sense of PR term, uh, player agency um, that mm-hmm. you can like just dig around anywhere you want. It feels very open, but it's, it's very, um, I don't know, it signposts very well. Like it, it makes you feel like you can explore anywhere you want to, but it does a, very good job of like not making you feel totally lost and still directing you on like a, a standard like metroidvania like path mm-hmm. it was really good um yeah. so i'm Kyle, not a steampunk I mean, person there mm. it's yeah. not like i don't know i wouldn't call it steampunk i know there's like robots but yeah. I, let me ask you this are you a fan of uh the hit will smith film wild wild west no <laughs> mm. See, it's, it's I more... dare you to ask that question to everybody and see if you get one person <laughs> to say yes. I did. Yo, I the, the, song. On cassette. the song's great. The soundtrack's cool. Yeah. The film is fantastic. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right, Mike. L- Loveless? Was that the villain's name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm Loveless for Wild Wild West. Mm. Wild West rules. <laughs> Anyways, I would call the SteamWorld franchise... <laughs> in the genre of wild wild west not sure. steampunk yeah uh, three people will, will understand what i'm talking about uh <laughs> kyle safe to say we're getting our first look at headhunter yep our, i, I think that's look. absolutely i think that is for sure it i'm trying to think if they pull out another scene world game though that's what i thought like they're doing a whole broadcast yeah and they say future of scene world so i can imagine it's... maybe another Dig game? Is Dig. every game accessible on modern platforms? They're all on Switch. And the, yes, they're all on Switch. Yeah, they're all, all, they're all Yeah, they're all available at this point. Yeah, yeah everywhere. Yeah. 
Um, hmm. Do you remember how? No spoilers, obviously. Uh, did, For Dig did, Two, did Dig Two like keep it open ended? Like, granted, Dig One didn't really keep it open ended, but they figured it out and they, it tied together yeah. really well with the first one. I can't remember, so I'm gonna look it up real quick without I mean, I saying feel like, anything. Yeah, I feel like with how much the Dig franchise is utterly adored, I mean, there has to be a Dig Three on the way. Yeah, some people were saying it does leave the door open for a third installment pretty easily. Um. Oh yeah, there, there's, there's rockets that go off that I believe can bring okay, you to different places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. yeah, yeah, I I've, would love a new dig game because it feels like, um, you know, Headhunter is a new. It, it was, I, we should say also, if you're unfamiliar with Steam Worlds, like Steam World is this universe of games. Like, think of the MCU. It's like a universe of video games, but like it has different sub franchises. So like Dig is one franchise. Hand of Gilgamesh is standalone, but probably going to be a franchise. Heist, same, is going to be mm-hmm. probably a franchise at some point. Um, same with Headhunter being something wildly different. It's there. It seems like it's going to be an over-the-shoulder third-person like shooter kind of thing. Um, so yeah, like them talking about like the future of SteamWorld. Like I can't imagine them introducing like another pillar without us seeing what headhunter really is yet yeah so i don't know like maybe it's a maybe it's another heist or like i think like i really think with them doing their own like presentation direct kind of thing like it probably is a dig yeah so i'm just looking at the list of all the steam world games like tower to their first game was a tower defense game back in 2010 on the dsi which is wild that's um yeah, and then one. yeah dig came out in 2013 for 3ds first mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. SteamWorld Heist was in 2015, Dig Two 2017, it's and then uh, Hand of Gigglemesh at 20 in 2019. So if they were to go back to Dig, I think the timing makes sense. Unless yeah. we get a Heist sequel, yeah, like heist. you were mentioning, which I I don't know how big Heist was for them. Same. I, I think Dig is really what put them on the map. Absolutely. Um, yeah. The developers uh, not owned by or group with anyone else, right? Uh, they, Thunderful, right? Well, Thunderful publishes those games. I don't know if like I don't Image know. Inform. Yeah, I don't know if Thunderful owns them. Uh, yeah, they were in in 2020. They were integrated into Thunderful. Okay. Okay. So they are part of them now. When was Gilgamesh? So this will be their first game with Thunderful because Gilgamesh wasn't yeah. wasn't after 2020. Uh. Oh, and it's Gilgamesh, by the way. Gilgamesh. I just saw noticed that. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, 2019. Yeah. So this is the first with uh, Thunderful. Oh wait, no, no, no. They did the gunk. Oh, they did the gunk. Oh, well, yeah. wait, right. But not SteamWorld franchise. Not but right. yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah. But they did the gunk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that that was them. Did you play the gunk? I, I forgot that came out. Yeah. No. Hey, yeah. yeah. Uh, we were, we we're all like pretty excited about it, but it feels like it kind of came and went. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, we'll, I think we'll get a substantial look at um, Headhunter. And, yeah, we'll, we'll see if we get a dig. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Um, yeah, I'd be surprised if they introduce another new pillar. And I, I'd be pleasantly surprised by it- another heist. Is there another genre you want to see them tackle? Because like Headhunters, action adventure, Dig is more of that you know action adventure, 
Metroidvania. Metroidvania kind of style. Do we get just like a just a platformer in the Steam world? Uh, I feel like they're IP? I feel like they're too creative for yeah, like right, just for a doing platformer. a platformer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, like arguably you could say like dig is kind of yeah you know yeah yeah because yeah. uh, i also i have not played heist is heist just a straight up stealth game let's see i'm assuming you haven't either if you're looking it up <laughs> yeah no 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 um yeah the first dig was my introduction to steamroll turn-based tactics shooter oh interesting yeah actually sounds really cool maybe i'll go back to it i i own it because i think it was a mm-hmm. ps plus game Oh, maybe I'll, I might download that tonight after we record. Yeah. You know, a totally uh, silly reason I have for not playing these games. Huh. Uh, I heard like the digging mechanic. And at the time, I really enjoyed the PSP franchise, uh, Holy Invasion of Privacy, Badman. Uh, what did I do to deserve this? I don't know. <laughs> There's three <laughs> games. There's also a VR game on PS4. Um, so that was my totally silly reason for not actually picking up SteamWorld Dig. You should go That's back. fair. That's quite the title. I've never heard of that game ever, Matt. You've never heard of that game? No. Matt, I don't think anybody has. <laughs> that That is your wild, wild west. <laughs> they, they had to change the title because of Batman. So, like, mm. it got released. So that's, that's the second title. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this is what it's called now. But the original was called Holy Invasion oh, okay. of Privacy Badman. Yeah, cool. <laughs> PSP games. <laughs> PSP games. Oh, did real quick tangent, then we're gonna transition to Tosh. Um yeah. last night, and me and Matt were talking about this in the Discord a little bit. Uh last night, Kelsey, uh ten o'clock she makes the thing of popcorn, comes in, she's like, Oh, I, I real I'm in the mood to watch Mr. Deeds. I'm like, Cool, we'll watch Mr. Deeds. Oh, okay. Uh great film. Um and then we we asked ourselves, or Kelsey asked, like, "Oh, what did come? What came first, Big Daddy or Mr. Deeds?" Which it was. I figured it was Big Daddy, but like obviously yeah. whatever. So I went on the IMDb, verified it, and then we just started going through Adam Sandler's entire filmography with IMDb and just like shouting out dates and stuff. I get to Little Nicky, and then I see there's a dual entry for Little Nicky. Kyle Stevenson, did you know there's a Little Nicky video game for the Game Boy Color? Really. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Kyle Stevenson. What did IGN give Little Nicky for the Game Boy Color? <laughs> the fact that you were asking that question, I feel like it's probably higher than anyone would think. <laughs> I'm going to say a 7.5. Craig Harris from IGN gave Little Nicky for the Game Boy Color, published by Ubisoft. Okay. An 8 out of 10. <laughs> nice. We got to find that game. <laughs> so I bad. did. So like I did some Googling around, like you could find it loose, like out of the box for like 60 bucks still. Okay. Um, And then me and Kelsey, after Mr. Deeds wrapped up, we pulled up gameplay. It was like an hour long, like full playthrough. Yeah. Doesn't look bad. Like it actually looks like kind of fun. It's a stage based. Like it's one of those mm-hmm. cliche, like enter the password, uh, game boy color games. So I, I definitely don't miss. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, First off, uh, the animation work is like phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it one for one recreates the intro to Little Nicky. Uh, it's like okay. there's the thing, like there's the John Lovitz thing where he's climbing in the tree and he's like peeping mm-hmm. on the mom getting undressed. There is, it's like a fully rendered, like really like technically well done 
<laughs> depiction of a woman taking her shirt off on the Game Boy Color. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it is weirdly impressive, and I did not expect it. Uh, but yeah, nice. uh, there, o- Ozzy is in the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. They do a weird, random, like a weird off uh, cover of Master of Puppets, so they didn't have to pay the licensing rights. <laughs> That's great. The music, the music bangs, dude. It's, That's it's great. Really Highly recommend yeah, everybody yeah. look up a playthrough of yeah. Little Nicky for the Game Boy Color. Uh, Continue Show uh, did that. Did one. Oh hell yeah! If you, if you've ever watched them on YouTube, hilarious group. Hell yeah! Uh, Mike, before you move on to the main topic, I sure. do want to shout out uh, a couple other indie news things we got today that oh, sure. I just popped in. Yeah. Um, even though I don't like the way it was presented. Uh, VR PlayStation VR two had a bunch of games that were announced today. Thank you. Yes. Um, Hey, sure. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, at least uh, when it comes to the job simulator games, uh, they will get a free upgrade if you already own them, which is awesome. I love those games. Um, but I do just want to highlight a couple indie games that are, were announced coming to VR two that I think are really, really awesome before your eyes. Please coming to VR two before your eyes. Uh, you might need to like wipe down <laughs> is, the lenses because you're is, crying in VR. Is the PSVR two waterproof? <laughs> exactly. Um, that game is super special, and I hope yeah. people play that. I'm I'm gonna play it in VR because uh, I really want to. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for it, but I will. Um, what the bat? Honestly, I think that's the game that like got to me the most. Like, I think that's the game that emotionally fractured me the most. And we're about to we're about to talk about some like emotional ass fucking games. Oh, but, like, yeah, yeah, that's that's high up there. That yeah. and I think the the first three uh, are are big time ones. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, what the bat on VR mm-hmm. two, which is cool. I'm excited to play that game. Um, obviously both mosses, which are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, a song in the smoke, uh, rekindled. Um, that developer is 17 bit. They made the Galax Z games. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, yeah. And this is uh, their game in uh, VR. It is a uh, survival game with horror elements. Um, it looks super stylish and very, very cool. And I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. I'm just looking at the images here because I didn't do. Yeah, Cosmonius um, High is the, uh, the Alchemy Labs, which do the job simulator games. So yeah. we got another one of those. They're always great. Yeah, I know um, a lot of people were talking about the last Clockwinder last year on Meta. Um, a lot of these, it's cool to see like a lot of the Meta games yeah. coming, which is nice. The so last Clockwinder, mm-hmm. um, Before Your Eyes, that's a debut. Not, uh, not an indie, Tentacular. Not an indie, but I am super excited we're getting the NFL Pro game. Yeah. <laughs> You're the QB and you actually throw, yeah. have to throw the ball. I can't wait. That's a cool can't concept, wait. yeah. yeah. Don't laugh at me, Matt. Okay, I'm excited. I will keep my opinions about the NFL to myself. <laughs> fair <laughs> but yeah it's cool and then obviously like yeah if you want to touch on the triple a stuff like obviously you got your horizons your grand turismo yep. your fucking mm-hmm. uh village your, your bad resident evil game village yeah star wars <laughs> yeah but no, i i think uh, a big win is before your eyes and last mm-hmm. clockwinder and uh, i've also heard great things about demio me too i don't know if you know anything about demio but that is like a um, board game right it's like I want to. I don't want to get this wrong, but I think it's like Dungeons and Dragons in VR, the tabletop themed like. survival role playing video game. Nice, uh, and a lot of people really, really dig it. It's like 
we had somebody on the trophy room talk about it and they were like it is one of the main reasons to own a vr headset because of how cool it is yeah and i'm very that's a big get i feel like for playstation vr 2 and i'm hoping it's as good as people say it is because i'm excited for it and yeah obviously a lot of ports i'm glad at least like things are coming over like pistol whip Mm -hmm. and moss um where's wiper yeah, where's yeah. Wipeout? Yeah, hopefully. If if they bring more. over Wipeout, I will buy the VR too. <laughs> yeah, I I I know Thumper also was on VR one. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. I don't know how you play that game in VR. Just playing it in VR. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's Thumper good. never worked for me. Mm. Like it just like I could not process how to control that game. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It goes quick. It's very quick. <laughs> goes, I I mean you know you know I'm good with going fast. Yeah. yeah. You know, come on. And I'm very excited to cry playing Tetris Effect again as well. Mm-hmm. It is connected in VR. <sighs> yep. Hell yeah. I think all versions are connected now. Yeah, yeah it's just like a major update, right? Yeah. yeah. But playing co-op. Well, I mean, like, so VR, like you can play dope. on PS4 yeah. VR. Right, right. Fair. Yeah. I'm excited for What the Bat also. Yeah. What the Golf rules. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Thank you for that reminder. I forgot that happened today. Yeah, no worries. Cool. Was there another piece before I go into the big one? Nope. Oh, okay. I think we're good. Yeah. So uh, our friends at Tosh Productions this week celebrated their 14th anniversary. 14. Congratulations. Huge. Um, I tried to pull up. It's very hard to pull up just a list of video games that somebody has uh, published and developed. But uh, again, shout the hell out to Giant Bomb and all of the wonderful uh, folks over there, past and present. Um, they have a list. Uh, so games developed. Uh, we I'll just go run down the list really quickly because it's like it's pretty impressive mm-hmm. how much they've been able to uh, how much work they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, Infectionator, Survivors, Infectionator, Three Apocalypse, Coffee Talk, When the Past Was Around, My Lovely Wife. And then obviously upcoming is Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly. Uh, and then on the publishing side, and some of these I'm pro- I might repeat, uh, Magic Hat, which shout out to Magic Hat. That was, that was Jake's uh, yep. big obsession a while back. <laughs> uh, Rage in Peace. She oh, Really quickly, yes. Mike, if you do view all results, there's some other games before Magic Hat. Oh, thank you, Kyle. Look yeah, at that. Kyle. Just so you don't miss anything. Big tech boy, Kyle. You know, I'm so glad I have you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i noticed the button that says view all yeah that's good it's weird i, I wish i've studied coding in college <laughs> infectionator survivors raven a raven monologue azure saga pathfinder ultra space battle brawl which i almost bought which we'll get to that uh magic hat rage in peace she and the Lightbringer, my lovely daughter rising hell coffee talk when the past was around venaris tactics and then uh out today a space for the unbound and coffee talk episode two hibiscus and butterfly coming august 20th sweet um yeah i don't really have like a plan of how to like tackle this conversation i just kind of want to like chat about toge and like their history a little bit matt i know you have uh you have a well of knowledge when it comes to like the early days of toge if you want to touch on that a little bit uh also yeah. if you're not familiar toge productions wonderful indonesian based uh indie developer slash publisher uh recently they've put out some of i think i could speak for both kyle and myself some of our favorite titles like in the past half decade maybe mm-hmm. like they're just masterminds when it comes to um 
narrative driven uh adventure games yeah but yeah matt if you want to talk about their past a little bit the early yeah, games um, and they're including that on the 14 years that they're talking about um because they started on new grounds technically in 2008 but they didn't really uh, start picking up steam until 2009 um i haven't played all these but um they released quite a few games in 2009 including the first infectionator and then a standalone christmas version of that um something we haven't seen since it's itself and its sequel necronator uh was a prequel series it's kind of like medieval infectionator um but yeah i used to play uh infectionator all the time on new grounds um back when it came out easy to play uh pick up and so much fun like trying to beat your score trying to kill all the humans infect everyone this is before the days of the pandemic uh <laughs> Uh, I almost bought Infectioner 3 for the Steam Deck. Um, and it, it's just so cool, like, seeing that... Because we've seen a few developers come from, like, Newgrounds and Armor Games, like, um, with, you know, uh, Castle Crashers, Alien Hominid, uh, with the Behemoth. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Isn't, isn't um, the guy behind McPixel, didn't he also have a... Uh, a background in Newgrounds and Flash Maybe. games. He might. Have. Mike, I you mean, McPixel looks. Yeah. yeah. Looks. Well, the I'm not up, sure. Uh, I know um, Kingdom Rush. That all came from Armor Games, which is a Newgrounds-like um, web-based video game website. Um, so it, it's cool seeing a developer come from that and not only continue to make games like you know with Super Meat Boy that's not toge but like i mean like those kind of developers who are still making games but like they're also publishing they're trying to nurture other developers into making games and we all know how much i love coffee talk and cannot wait for the sequel yeah so we could start with that i mean i think that was a lot of people's introduction to toge Mm -hmm. um and i we can't talk about coffee talk without mentioning fami Mm-hmm. um the the like the real the game director the writer um who like tragically passed away last year um matt and i did like a special one-off episode just just talking about fami's legacy um mm-hmm. eh, i still get choked up talking about it a little bit because it hit really fucking hard and just like it's a fucking sin that somebody could tragically just go away at such an early fucking age he's younger than us which is oh whatever um well not whatever you know what i mean um anyways yeah fami just like i i think i could confidently say one of one of the most profound uh voices in gaming that we'll ever see and i i don't Mm -hmm. think it's going to be rare when we get a voice like that again uh that's he was like a once in a lifetime deal he was the real fucking deal and coffee talk really proved how incredible of a voice he does have um especially touching on like very powerful themes that don't get touched on a lot in video games and like coffee duck served partly serves as a commentary about the games industry as a whole um kind of touching on things a little bit that we were talking about at the top like related to like the layoffs and just the anxiety about the industry as a whole mm-hmm. um yeah coffee talk was real special um I'm, you know, Fami was still with us when they announced episode two. Um, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. He, Fami was not involved with episode he, two. He, he was involved, but he wasn't director. Not um, director. I think he was um, executive like, producing that one. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, from what I've seen of episode two and heard from people who've 
seen it already. Like it seems like it's kind of carrying the legacy of Ami, um, which is so wonderful to hear. Um, but yeah. Matt, you have anything about coffee talk that you would like to drop? I mean, what else do we add at this point? Uh, <laughs> the soundtrack. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic video game. Amazing soundtrack. Uh, still shout out to Mike for turning me on to a British website to buy British, Swedish, yeah. German, European. I, yeah. <laughs> website <laughs> uh, to buy the vinyl on because it's sold out everywhere in the US or at least it was. Somebody um, just put it back up for sale. I, I I don't have it yet. I need to grab it. I forgot who has it. I, mm-hmm. grab it. I don't know. Anyways, continue. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Um, absolutely fantastic soundtrack and just talk about a relaxing game and it's it's on the total opposite spectrum of um valhalla uh the cyberpunk bartender game where that is kind of relaxing and funny game but coffee talk actually talks about like themes and situations in our everyday life not in a cyberpunk uh everyday life setting that could be a thing um it's just magical it's funny. It's like our everyday life, but obviously it takes place in a fantastical uh, version Seattle. of Seattle. Like, so mm-hmm. there's like orcs and fairies and it's really cool. I love it. So like, man, the, the depth of characters in at least the first game, I'd imagine in the second game as well is just so fascinating. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was the, f- I mean, obviously like this, it's hard to claim this, but like, I think uh, coffee talk was the first time I, really got lost thinking i was listening to an authentic conversation between two people mm-hmm. um obviously that's not to discredit any of the games i played previously because obviously like writers right and, within the industry are fucking phenomenal what they do but like i don't know it really broke the mold for me that like it felt like i was listening to two people like it felt like i was sitting at a coffee shop mm-hmm. eavesdropping on two people um just because of how authentic uh fami was able to capture uh, that kind of conversation those kind of topics um yeah i'm very excited for episode two uh part of the anniversary announcements uh they shared this beautiful collector's edition uh mm. if you want you could get it in either episode one or episode two or you could do a double pack mm-hmm. um i think it comes with like an apron or a tote bag it comes with a, an actual coffee mug um, a little acrylic stand of like the the bar it's really cool I have to grab it. If it becomes available elsewhere from Target, I will jump on it. I think it, it's on Serenity Forge's website also. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check it out. I don't like Target. No, <laughs> <laughs> no not going down that road. <laughs> it's fine. I thought we, yeah, we're already going long in this fucking episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kyle, I would like you to tell me why when the past was around is one of the most overlooked video games of our modern day <laughs> gladly and by doing so uh, since it's been a bit since i played it i'm going to read the description please um when the past was around is an adventure point and click puzzle it tells a bittersweet tale between a girl and the owl in a surreal world consisting of disjointed rooms from memories and time with each clue gathered uh, puzzles solved and doors unlocked the girl will find her way unraveling the sequence between her and the owl the secrets which she used to know and the cool thing about this other than the absolutely gorgeous art style there is no dialogue whatsoever 
everything is just environmentally told to you and through the the characters actions and emotions they're portraying on the screen um and it's just a beautiful story of uh rediscovering her past relationship with this owl and the love and loss and it's so profoundly moving like I, I forgot who's who would the who was the one between us, Mike, who brought it up to be like, I think, hey, um, we should play it, but I, I think, it wasn't on my radar before that. Right. Point. I remember it was it was 2020, and we were doing yeah. like a end of the year like catch up, like we usually do for for our game of the year chats. Yeah. And PSN was having a sale. I picked up a few games, but when the pass was around, was like I think it was like two dollars or something. Yeah. So I oh that's took, it. I took the chance just on a whim, just like, cause obviously like it's stunning looking. So I was like, Oh, if anything, I get this like beautiful little art piece, then yeah, it would be a cool conversation to have at the end of the year. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I was not expecting it to become like one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. And one of my I, favorite narratives ever told in games. Again, yeah. like you said, without speaking a word of dialogue or having any real text in the, mm-hmm. in the, uh, throughout the game. And to, to add to that, it's the story of a little girl named, or not a little girl, a girl in her early 20s uh, named Ida. And uh, the description of Ida is like anyone in her age, she's lost. She's lost her way in the journey to achieve her dreams. She lost her way in the journey to find love. That until she met the owl, the man that would help her burn her passion, the man that would help her find the spark in relationship, and also the man that would teach her about heartbreak. I mean, just right there. And that's what that game is. And I did not realize this until I pulled up the actual game page to remind me of it. Mm-hmm. But the creator of uh, when the past was around, uh, Brigitte Rena, also did two other point and click adventure games under Toge. Uh, the ones that you brought up in the long history, a Raven Monologue, which is mm-hmm. the same kind of art style, um, as well as uh, She and the Lightbearer. Yeah, and I'm very excited now to go and check those out because I didn't know about those, um, and this is the reason why. Like, I am so in on like, the game that came out today, Space for the Unbound. I checked yeah, out it, Coffee Talk. I need to get back and finish it because I know you guys love it and I enjoyed my time with it. Um, this is what put this on the map for me, at least. Yeah, uh, worth mentioning. Also, we didn't get to we didn't bring this up yet. Um, when the past was around and a space for the unbound uh developed by mojikin studios um, yeah another indonesian based uh indie developer uh with toj backing a little bit and, and um publishing um but man like what a dynamic relationship these two have like now especially like we'll talk about it in a bit but um especially with the space for the unbound now being there the i believe the second well no not even the second title but like i guess like the second fuller fledged title i think raven and sheen the sheen the library are a little bit of shorter experiences yeah bite size from what i saw yeah um but yeah like any time now that uh something from that pair comes through it's just yeah like an instant purchase like an instant day one like i need to experience this possibly in one sitting like i hate that i like had a word i mean I enjoy my job, but I hate that I had to work today and not like just marathon through space for the unbound and just like experience that narrative. Um, but again, yeah. we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like outside that, like those are really like my 
like i i hate that i, I took i mean it's like a good and a bad thing it's bittersweet that like it took me it took us so long to like get familiar with this publisher mm-hmm. um bitter in the sense that like we've missed out on so much <laughs> but sweet in the sense that like we can go back now um yeah, yeah. like Veneris tactics i'm not a turn-based tactics person but like because it is developed by them like i'm willing to give that a shot um i do want to shout out rising hell which is i think co-published by um chorus worldwide which chorus are also fantastic human beings they also co-published um space for the unbound um their uh rising hell is developed by it's a roguelike um developed by uh tahoe games and it's kind of transitioning a little bit into uh the rest of the anniversary announcements uh back in may uh toj actually acquired sorry back in march uh toj actually acquired tahoe um and during their anniversary announcements they revealed a new game and uh at, for somebody who was like only really familiar with or like really correlates toj with like these cozy heartbreaking games um they go ahead and unveil whisper mountain outbreak yes. uh an isometric horror game where players must escape an old building in misty mountains trying their best to survive against monsters threatening their lives um it's yes, resident please. evil outbreak <laughs> it's it's resident evil outbreak three arclay mountain like yeah let's, let's go <laughs> and it looks phenomenal yes like i cannot matt i cannot wait to play this with you <laughs> every goddamn weekend <laughs> because you know when when capcom can't make a new outbreak game but can give us like four bad multiplayer resident evil games yeah it's about time somebody in the indie space has has rectified this yeah i uh, dino crisis win <laughs> seriously um and yeah i i you know, i've i haven't played rising hell myself it's been on my list for years at this point i might finally pull the trigger because a part of this anniversary celebration is that a lot of their games are discounted at the moment mm-hmm. um but yeah rising hell uh vertical roguelike emphasizes chaining combos upwards to escape the dip the depths of hell um which yeah fuck yeah come on but yeah it's funny to see like more violent games in their library in their past like after yeah. being yeah. only really familiar with like the web when the past was around so he's really mm-hmm. unbound coffee talks all that kind of stuff so yeah it was funny to like kind of like first like see whisper outbreak whisper out an outbreak and then like go back to the history and be like oh no they no okay okay cool they they know what they're doing they know they mm-hmm. have a they have one hell of a fucking range yeah um, and the, uh, a game they published uh, rage and peace i was like oh that sounds interesting uh it's a side-scrolling platform game developed by the indonesian's indie studio rolling glory cham and published by toj um the game centers around avoiding traps and obstacles in order to be able to die peacefully at home yeah <laughs> i uh <laughs> this is on sale on steam i did pick it up today that's <laughs> That's really cool. I like yeah. that. And, oh, very gory from the trailer too. It's very like, gory. <laughs> it's it's pretty gnarly. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like the range of big time. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so uh Tosh, happy 14th birthday. Sorry we're a little late to the party, but I'm happy yeah. that I'm on this train now with y'all. I'm excited to I'm I'm literally just going to like go back and buy the entire library <laughs> now that it's on sale on Steam. I'm just going to play everything on deck. Deck boys yeah. now, me and Matt. Yeah, deck high five. <laughs> yeah there, there you go cool uh, okay. uh, <laughs> uh but yeah uh i would love to talk more about 
a space for the unbound which is out today that we got to play a little bit of mm-hmm. but first let's tell you about patreon.com slash 61indie patreon.com slash 61indie helps keep this pigeon flying becoming a 61indie patron means you'll be keeping the mics hot each and every week for the 61indie cast expanding our indie game coverage and funding massive projects such as the mini indie showcase not only will you be supporting a small independently operated company but you get some bang for your buck as well the coop is a monthly vlog where i'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on with 61 indie and answer all of your questions all while playing a super rad game i find on itch.io Clocked Out is our exclusive IndieCast post-show that tends to go a bit off the rails at times. And last but not least, Indie 100, an exclusive podcast where we are ranking the 100 greatest indie games of all time. So if you dig what we're doing, you want a little bit more content, and you want to support our vision moving forward, consider becoming a patron over on patreon.com slash 61indie. Welcome back. Now, let's quickly run through some of the games we're playing this week, or what I... <laughs> probably some of the games i've been playing this week (laughs) do you want me to go first oh sure you have more than what i listed yeah oh go for it yeah game i game i mentioned you know that i've played off and on for a while can i guess what it is go for it is it undermine of course because you're looking at my playstation right (laughs) i I saw you're on earlier when i was playing um undermine is fantastic and that used to be my game where it was like my warm-up thing. I would go in and, and play for a run before I hop on to something else. But I finally made the next step in that game the other day and made it to a new um, a new sub-level in the mine. And it, everything just became that Hades, like, one more run. Okay, I know what I did wrong. I know which, which uh, uh, artifacts I need to get to help me the way I play this game. And it just is all clicking on full cylinders, and I'm having such a great time. Yeah. I ju- I just cleared it for the first time today. I- I'm like twenty something hours in. It's wild, and um, I'm itching to go back because I-, I just unlocked a thing called the Other Mine, and I have no idea what that is. <laughs> um, there's also, I think, uh, a big end boss I need to fight too, which is exciting and also very terrifying. Um, the game's great. So if you if you know if you're not familiar, it's like a, uh, a Hades roguelike where your character is just another miner going in, um, and you pick up artifacts that change over time. The rooms change every single run. Uh, you can get curses to buff your stat, but also give you a negative. Um, you're collecting gold and as you collect gold, they pop up and these little things called pilfers come out and they try to steal the gold from you. So like you have to stay on your toes and get them out of the way. So they don't take all the expensive gold away from you. Um, and once everything just clicks, it's fantastic. Like I got a, a bomb that when I blow up rocks, it gives me gold, uh, in addition to gold healing me and gold duplicating. And once it hits the ground. So I, in one room, it was filled with rock. I got like 500,000 gold, oh which is insane. And that's why I was able to go back and unlock everything. And it's very cool as well. Like if you like that, the way that room was, um, or not the room, the layout of the mines were, um, you can memorize the seed number. 
and then you can input that seed and go right back in and everything is pretty much the same like same artifacts and whatnot uh which is great as well um it's so good it's so good it's been out for a few years i played it first at pax east and it was in one of those like uh side areas where it's not the main focus (laughs) yeah and i I was just like blown away by then i'm a little bummed i didn't pick it up on limited run while i was there now (laughs) now that i'm all in on it um yeah it's great please go check it out i believe it's everywhere i don't know about switch so what i don't know if it's on switch but it's really really fun um you just reminded me of another it is on switch oh cool yeah yeah, you just reminded me of another thing that happened this week. Um, Gerard the Completionist uh, mm-hmm. announced that he's publishing indie games. Yep. Oh, um, sweet. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to find the list. I know Renane is one of the games. It's this. Uh, it, you reminded me because Renane was uh, against the wall PAX East game back in ah. 2018 that I played. And I, I like they had like their Kickstarter page on the table. And I backed on Kickstarter on the spot. It's a Genesis inspired um, like action platformer. That's really goddamn good. I, it's been cooking that's for great. a long time. I'm very excited for it. Um, we'll talk about it more next week. I can't find a link anywhere, mm-hmm. but I know it's somewhere. But shout out to Gerard. Gerard's doing the goddamn thing in the indie space. If any yeah. of these like because obviously we're seeing a trend with uh content creators and influencers be, like trying to get into publishing now if there's anybody i trust doing it well it's gerard gerard yeah he knows what he's sure. doing um uh, really quickly undermine yeah. is is developed by thorium um and it's just two guys derek johnson and clint tasker hell yeah which is clint awesome tasker yeah clint tasker. <laughs> and i love their bios Good. on their website uh, derek says i have a dog named dylan who is named after carl weathers character from predator and has been pushing too many pencils <laughs> and clint <laughs> and clint goes now i'm an indie or he used to work in triple a uh but now i'm an indie one day i'll show hideo kojima my foxhound tattoo not, but not in a weird or creepy way <laughs> <laughs> so i i really dig their team as well so that's great i can't wait for what's next for them that's what you gotta be, man. You gotta not take yourself yeah, seriously. Absolutely. And then you get something like Undermine that shines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, like piggybacking off of the Toge conversation, uh, I started a space for the Unbound. I'm about an hour and a half in. Uh, I started right after work, so I didn't have too much time to play today uh, before the podcast. Uh, Kyle, you played this at Paxis last year. I did. You watched me play, right? I watched you play it. Yeah, you played what I now know is the prologue of the game. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Very so interesting. You played the prologue of the game. Um, yeah, so really quick, just to take off the Steam page really quick. Uh, I just said really quick twice in very quick succession. A Space for the Unbound is a slice of life adventure with beautiful pixel art set in the late 90s. Uh, set in late 90s rural Indonesia that tells a story about overcoming anxiety, depression, and the relationship between a boy and a girl with superpowers. Um, Man. Kyle, I know like how much you like we both adored that prologue like back in PAX East. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god, once you get into this goddamn game, it just goes places. It is fantastic. Like it's, it's still like, again, just like a credit to how masterful like folks like Mojikin and Toj are and even Chorus are at with like honing in on beautiful grounded narratives like yes it is about a girl like with superpowers and stuff but this is such a grounded 90s ass video game even though it's set in Indonesia like 
anybody can relate to how these characters are feeling, what they're going through. It's especially like not even just the main characters. Like you could talk to almost everybody on the street and like the streets are like it feels like a living world, which is wild to credit because Mm -hmm. it is just a 2D pixel art game. And I don't mean to say just that it is fucking gorgeous. Also, like, oh, my God, there I cannot wait to end this podcast to to play more of it um i stopped at a point where like i'm still in chapter one and i stopped at a point where things are like popping the fuck off and it seems like howard actually driving into like the main purpose of this game um to read a line on the steam page uh high school is ending and the world is ending with it just to give a little context to like what I'm kind of inferring to. Mm-hmm. Which is rules. why when I played it at PAX, like it didn't really hint at all the prologue that I played at PAX uh, yeah. of that stuff, but I knew that's what it was from the description and everything. And so I'm very intrigued how we get to where you're talking about. Cause I yeah. remember the prologue ending and it was so heavy. It's very heavy. It's very heavy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm excited to cry my eyes out while playing this game. <laughs> yeah, all the first off, like I love like Matt picked it up in uh, Fantasy Critic, I believe. Yeah, um, he did. And he the only reason me. I the only reason I didn't <laughs> was because I I didn't have faith in anybody else actually covering this game yeah, and like reviewing yeah. it. I'm so happy like PC Gamers covering it, Rock Paper Shotguns covering yep. it, uh, IGN. Like I'm, I'm so happy it's getting like outstanding praise across the board. Me too. Like, finally, Mojkin is getting the credit they deserve. Toja's getting the credit they deserve. Like, hopefully this trend continues. Put Indonesian indie developers on the fucking map. Yes. Like, oh. But yeah, yeah, game fucking rules so far. And I'm so excited to play more. And talk about two just lovable, delightful characters that I'm sure I'm going to weep over (laughs) in a few hours. Uh, Atma and Rhea, the the couple that you follow in in the the narrative, are just so likable. Like, right away, they're just so fucking likable. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, I'm sure I'm going to be up at like three o'clock in the morning on Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to be texting Kyle while he's like dead asleep. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's downloaded. It's ready to go. Oh, I'm excited. A lot of cats also. You could you could pet every cat. And if you come across a new cat, you get to name the cat. Oh, Yeah. It's great. One of the one of the trophies and one of the quests, because like Ooh. the quest structure is um Atma and Rhea build uh light spoilers, so, like nothing really. This again, this is the first hour and a half of the game. Um you build the bucket list of like what you want to do in the future, and like one of the things is uh pet the fluffiest creature in the world. Oh. And I think of I think the 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 thing is that you just have to pet all the cats <laughs> and name all the cats to find the fluffiest cat. I love that. Uh, I named one, so it gives you three choices of cat names. One of the one of my cats is named Warlord. <laughs> uh, that's cool. I like that. Uh, but yeah, please, 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 please purchase this video game. Uh, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks on console on for eighteen it's right now on Steam. on sale for eighteen on Steam. Right. Um, I think it's everywhere. Buy it, play it. Even if you know nothing about it, even if you're not interested in adventure games. Ply it, ply it, try ply it, it and play it. <laughs> ply it. <laughs> uh, Buy and play it. Ply. Sick as fuck, baby. I know it's early, Mike. I know it's early. Sure. 
You think this is going to stick with you throughout the year when it comes yes. to Game of the Year times already? Yeah. Sweet. I already know. It's just like one of those games that like, you know when a game is something special mm-hmm. when the opening hour affects you. Like I, we cheated ourselves out of it a little bit playing the prologue last year, but um, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. still hit the way it hit us at PAX, um, and especially with the way the first chapter opens up, it, it's very unexpected. Like I wasn't expecting it to go where it's going. Sweet, yeah, super cool. Uh, another really cool game that Harry played at PAX last year. It's a Whitethorn published game. Developed by Matin sixty nine, nice. It's called Recall. Nice. Kyle, do you remember Recall? Vaguely. So Recall. I'll read the Steam description. Memories are malleable, and changing them will modify the present. Tackle mind bending puzzles that rely on altering your own recollections to shape the future. Recall another game. That might stick with me towards the end of the year. I know it's only January. Recall fucking rules. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I remember this from PAX. So, um, yeah, Recall, you play. Uh, again, I'm very early into Recall. I think I'm three. I beat or I finished three of the seven chapters, I think, so far. You play as this dude named Bruno. Uh, and it's like very much a narrative adventure kind of experience. I thought we don't talk about Bruno. We will right now, though. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Different Bruno. Um, and uh, there's some weird stuff going on. At, you're at like one of the um, one of the intro things is that there is a murder at a party, and uh, one of the chapters has you in a police station being interrogated. And actually. Let me not go to the first chapter. I'm going to, again, I'll go to the prologue just to avoid any major spoilers. Uh, again, that's the first chapter. There's a murder. Whatever. Um, it's the been prologue. a murder. It's been a murder. Uh, so the prologue has you captured by a gang member, and he is questioning you. He's like, how did you get into my facility? Like, what? how did you get to this moment? The scene then flashes you back from the interrogated the, the room you're being interrogated in, and you get to play like how, while you're recollating, recalling what's uh what happened before, like how you how you ended up in this sticky situation. Um, so you say like for example, like oh I was in this room and there was a guard blocking the door, and then all of a sudden a prompt pops up and it's like was the guard red, what or was the guard green or was the guard blue. So you get to choose green or blue. You choose green, and then all of a sudden it kicks back to the present, and then you, like, the green guard that's blocking the door, he's like, oh, yeah, no, I, re- I remember that I was blocking the, the door then. If you choose the blue guard, uh, they're going to be like, yeah, I wasn't guarding. Or if you choose no guard, like, the boss is going to get pissed and be like, why wasn't anybody guarding the entrance? What the hell is wrong with you? So, like, depending on what your choices are, it'll change things a bit narratively. Not only does it change things a bit narratively and gives you some new interesting dialogue, uh, this is how you figure out puzzles. So to set the stage of what this puzzle is, I feel like it'll just make it a little easier to explain because this is a mind fuck of a game. Um, the goal was to get into that room. To get into that room, there was like a blue guard uh, blocking an entryway and 
the blue guard needed a, a code or whatever. There's a green guard blocking uh, the the code that you had to find in a locker. So like first you had to do this loop, putting on uh, do the loop choosing the green guard and then putting on the outfit for the green guard so you could get past the room and grab the key then you loop back you do the same thing with the blue guard now that you know the code you can get past the blue guard to go do your thing um there's also a choice where like you could either shoot the guard or you could pick up a gun or you could pick up a rock if you pick up the gun the guard in the present still has the gun if you pick up the rock the guard won't have the gun anymore because that was the gun that he confiscated from you uh, if you do things a little too hesitantly, like if you shoot the guard in the past, the guard will die in the present. And then like the boss will be like, what the fuck is going on? And he'll shoot you. Uh, so you have to kind of navigate the situation a bit delicately and kind of think things out with like, okay, how do I still survive while the guard doesn't have the gun in the present anymore? And how do I, you know, just make my way out of the situation? I don't want to go further than that because it gets into spoiler territory Hopefully I exp- explain that okay, but all is that all of that is to say that it is this really interesting time loop puzzle game. And what my biggest critique with time loop games, let's take 12 minutes, for example. There's a lot of things to critique about 12 minutes. But uh I just it just clicked <laughs> you're talking about the game and not like you're right. gonna take 12 let's minutes take 12 to explain. Minutes to talk about this <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Time loop games tend to get really convoluted and trip over themselves. Um, what Recall does very well is it's simple enough. Like, like there is, there are intricacies in how the puzzles are formed, mm-hmm. but everything has a purpose. Every step has a purpose. Like the game wants you to get caught in certain scenarios and wants you to loop back at certain moments. And there is very much a step-by-step process, and the game just thought out everything. Now, this is uh, White Thorn Games published, yeah. right? Yeah. Their whole <laughs> thing is like, you know, chill, not going to stress you out. Yeah. Is this stressful? That's the thing. Like, I usually get pretty frustrated with these kind of games. And I think that's where the simplicity comes in, where, like, you're not going to beat your head against the wall trying to figure out what to do next and what how to solve the puzzle. Like there's a moment where like um, it gives you a, a few options to figure out a thing. The cool thing is like, okay, I selected option number one and option number one was not the, not the correct way. It does this really fucking cool thing of like, you don't have to go through all the dialogue again. Like you don't have to do every single thing again. The game knows what you've done, where you've gone. So right. you'll go right back up to that choice, select the second option it doesn't even bother showing dialogue, anything, any old dialogue. Like it does the visual model kind of thing. And it just it again, simple, fluid. It does not waste your time. Um I'm having great. a blast with it so far. It's so good. And it's also like very beautiful. It looks like um it looks like a GBA Pokemon game, which I really appreciate. Um and like really beautiful character art. It does the persona thing that I really like a lot when characters are talking on screen. And yeah, the narrative is just like wild. Um, it, it's, I feel like I say this a lot. It seems like it's doing an inscription thing a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, breaking the fourth wall, let's say a little bit. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll, we'll see when I get further into it if it's actually doing that. But uh, yeah, highly recommend checking out Recall. It's on Steam and Xbox 
20 it bucks. It also says... Google says Switch as well. Oh, maybe it's on Switch as well. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think it's on PlayStation. No, not yet. Or ever. So, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, Kyle, I feel like Forever. you love this game. Forever. 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 <laughs> Next game. Deep breath. I know this is like the, the Mike's played video games this week thing. And I'm just ranting. Uh, real quick, uh, Zora Arts, uh, brand new indie developer, published his first game called Maki's Adventure. Uh, it is a very simple 2D platformer, uh, action platformer, where you play as a little, I think you're a little shark god. And you get to like walk around and you can jump in the water, you turn into a shark, you attack crabs in the water and stuff. Whoa. Um, yeah. I'm watching the trailer right now. It's really cool. It's, uh, yeah, I think I like you have to travel. You have to beat like three dungeon, like three dungeon bosses across a, a few islands to like take down this like evil deity. Um, really ambitious for a first title. It's really cool for a first title. Um, I played it on Steam Deck a little bit. It's not verified for Steam Deck, um, and I know uh, the developer mentioned that like there were some bugs, like even on just okay. the Steam side that apparently got ironed out. So I do want to go back to it, but um really fun little action platformer especially for i think it's eight bucks right now on steam so like if you want that kind of game check it out it's really fun it's really cute it has a lot of depth with which um i'm very surprised about uh again especially for a, a dev's first attempt at a game um yeah yeah not not much to say positive experience so far i'm excited to go back to it nice uh fun little combat and you know and there are times where, like, I, I wanted to, like, button mash, but it's not a button mashy kind of game. Like, you have to actually be, like, a little more thoughtful with combat and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. I have a good time with it so far. Oh, and the last game is Lone Ruin, which I won't <laughs> touch on too long. If you want to know more about Lone Ruin, go on YouTube.com slash 61Indie. Uh, me and Harry did a let's try for it. Um, we both really like it. It is a roguelike dungeon crawler. Uh, the little update from Harrier's review and our Let's Try. Uh, they nerfed the boomerang. And man, game is way harder now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, but on pre-release, the Steam achievements weren't working. They weren't active yet. So okay. like now that I saw the Steam achievements, I was like, oh, I only got the achievement for being the first boss. Let me, let me beat a run. Let's go. Um, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I have to uh, put some more time into it. But it's really great. It's a really fun, just like super arcadey experience. Like you die you restart you try again and it's not daunting enough where like it's going to take you hours and hours to, to beat a mm-hmm. single run like put an hour into it beat a run it's really cool or not even an hour probably like 45 minutes to beat a run if you're doing pretty well it's cool nice. so banging soundtrack gorgeous um super rare originals doing the goddamn thing Kyle, that was last week in Indy for Mike Townsend. What's what's going on this week in Indy? Sure. This week in Indy, we got Shoulders of Giants coming to PC and the Xbox consoles. Uh, simultaneously control a sword-wielding robot and a gunslinging space frog in Shoulder of Giants, an explosively colorful science fiction roguelike. So that sounds super cool. Harry um, adores this game. He's- I believe I played this at PAX. From you probably did. Harry and, probably and it's a great time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This is the frog game. Absolutely. Yep. This is a this is a great time. It's uh reminds me of um oh my god, Risk of Rain a little bit. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I if you're into that kind of gameplay, uh, this is up your the, alley. The original or uh, Risk of Rain two? Uh, Risk of Rain original. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't played two. Uh, Oddballers. 
coming to PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Bend your knees and thrust your hips. It's time for an intense dose of hard-hitting dodgeball action. Oddballers is a hilariously charming and totally bonkers multiplayer party game where each round is a new, absurd type of dodgeball. Mm. I love that the dodgeball cool. games making a comeback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this? I'm trying to find it. It's. Oh, it's you know like what? Isometric sort of. Yeah, it is. We saw this somewhere. This looks really fucking cool. I want to play yeah. this with you guys. It hasn't tagged as Ubisoft, so maybe it is an Ubi and not technically an indie. That's weird. I'll, I thought unless releases.com is, is drunk. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's wild, Matt. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> uh, a game that we dug a whole lot at PAX last year, Power Cord, is out yeah. on uh, the 26th. Uh, PC and Switch, Power Cord is a rock and roguelike deck building game. Assemble Earth's mightiest musicians, battle your way through legions of demons, discover new cards to enhance your instruments of destruction, and take back the city one die bar at a time. Uh, this is a really fun time. It's also v- way deeper than I expected. Like, there's a lot of combos that you need to uh, be aware of. I remember playing that demo and the one of the um the qa people that put like hundreds and hundreds of hours in to make sure everything works he was like yeah i know, I know this game inside and out and there's like tons of combinations of powers and it, it can get very deep if you want to you know obviously put a lot of time in it um and so that's coming out next week or this week it's a good time um we got dread templar uh, Dread Templar is a fast-paced first-person shooter that combines elements from both modern retro shooters and classics from the 90s. You are a Dread Templar seeking his revenge deep in the evil realm. Explore the levels and solve puzzles to find hidden weapons and upgrades. Uh, it looks like a, you know, Doom. Oh, cool. Duke Nukem style game. Yeah, we, we, we cool. like those. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't know if it's any good because FMVs can be a little hit or miss, oh, but God. the dark side of the moon, an interactive FMV thriller that's coming out uh, everywhere, but PlayStation, uh, when his young, two young children vanish mysteriously throughout the night, it's up to single dad, Dean Hamilton to do what oh, any Dean. good dad would do. Go to the end of the universe and bring them back home in this thrilling FMV interactive movie. Can you play uh, dark side of the moon to the game? <laughs> <laughs> I was say I can't believe they made a Pink Floyd video game. I know it's wild. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find the cast. Also, uh, shout out to uh, Ted Dates getting another trailer. I think yeah. a couple days ago. I can't wait. Can't wait. Found double the day. dates, double the fun. Um, granted, I'm married and whatnot, but Kyle, do you want to have a Ten Dates date on Valentine's Day and stream this fucking game? Sure, uh, that's fine <laughs> with me. <laughs> we'll see um two things dodgeball or oddballers yes it is a ubisoft game i missed that yeah didn't know that dark side of the moon came out two years ago on steam oh okay uh mixed reviews all right okay certified mixed yeah releases is hit or miss when it comes to that kind of stuff (laughs) well i think it's coming to consoles that's why oh that's fair that's fair that's fair uh similar with atone Heart of the mm. Elder Tree, uh, which seems like it came out a while ago, but it's coming to some platform this week. Sweet. 
Austin is currently playing it for review. I think mm-hmm. we're allowed to say that. Sorry if we're not. <laughs> uh, did you have that on your list? I, I could shout out. A tone? I did not. Uh, inspired by Norse mythology, this hand-drawn, story-driven rhythm combat RPG blends narrative, exploration, and music all into a special journey. Meet and converse with a slew of diverse characters, exploring a haunting take on Midgard, and make choices that influence your story and ending. It seems like it's coming to... Let's see, let's see, let's see. PC, PS4, Switch. On January... 27th 2023 okay never mind it didn't come out anywhere that's weird okay never mind (laughs) whatever (laughs) cool well that was that was this week in indy (laughs) kyle thank you so much yeah you're welcome matt thank you so much yeah i did nothing (laughs) (laughs) well you'll do something for the post show coming up yeah exclusively exclusively for patrons on patreon.com slash six one indie but if you're not listening on patreon.com slash six one indie this is where we bid you farewell thank you so much for listening to this chaotic episode because of the sickies not the vid just the sickies <laughs> because of the sickies <laughs> <sighs> we'll catch you next week we'll uh, i'm sure we'll talk about a lot of the steam world stuff and um more space for the unbound impressions and probably shoulder giants impressions i'm very very excited for that one and uh yeah we'll catch you next week right here on the six one indie cast goodbye i love ya. love you bye 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 bye